as I got older, I had a collection of injuries that I'd rehab. So I learned every time you rehab an injury, you learn a lot about whatever that thing is. And of course, being older, I had to maintain fast twitch. I had to maintain coordination. These are things that tend to suffer a little bit as you age. And so I learned a bit about practice and I learned that bands offered a lot of really good performance-based training possibilities, particularly anchored bands. Welcome to the Second Act Fit Pros podcast, where I highlight the vibrant and active lives of health and fitness professionals in their second act. I'm your host, Erin, a functional aging specialist, and I'm here to introduce you to a diverse range of professionals dedicated to empowering individuals over 50 to live well, thrive, and embrace their second act through movement and improved health. Join me as we explore the endless possibilities and opportunities in the world of health and fitness for the over 50 population. In this episode, I'm talking with Chris Severs, the founder of Anchor Point Training. He's a fitness tool designer and expert on training with anchored resistance. He offers an Anchor Point training certification for personal trainers, as well as a number of Anchor Point training tools, including his unique resistance bands and straps. In this episode, we talk about how he got turned on to studying Anchor Point resistance, his unique design for resistance bands, and the three key elements of Anchored Point training. You can get 15% off the Anchor Point training certification offered on his website, anchorpointtraining.com, using the code APT. Here's my conversation with Chris. Hey, Aaron. Thank you. Let's start with what is Anchor Point training? You are the founder of Anchor Point training. What is that? Uh, basically, uh, it's an approach. It, it's fundamentally an education program, an approach to training with anchored resistance. I design equipment, so I've designed anchor systems and different types of bands, elastic resistance is my specialty. Uh, but anchor point training itself is, in fact, an approach to training with any anchor tool. That could be a, an anchored band, it could be a, a cable machine, it could be a battle rope, uh, an anchored landmine, even a sled or an anchored flywheel. These are all different types of resistance that are, can be anchored. So when you're training with an anchored tool, there are three connections that are always present in the summation of forces, um, regardless of the tool. And if you use that, those three connections as a lens to unpack what you want and can do with any anchored tool, it's a very helpful way to look at it. So the three connections are the anchor point itself, um, understanding with the whether it's a cable machine or a, even a landmine, if you have a different anchor point, how is that going to change the forces that you can work with? The second connection is how you're connected to the anchor tool. So whether, is it a handle? Is it a, is it a strap? How, what is the texture of the piece? What is the diameter of the piece? Is it, are you working with a unilateral? Is it a bilateral bar? How are you connected to the resistance? And then the third connection is your connection to the ground. So everything to do stance. Uh, whether you're stable, whether you're moving, what is the surface? Uh, what is your orientation to the anchor? So basically, it's a very mechanistic way to look at the resistance, the forces that are in play when you're resistance training with an anchor tool. That's basically it. Okay. And why elastic resistance? What was your interest in elastic resistance? 
I just found my, I started to geek out on fitness for my own purposes. I played rugby for 40 years. And as I got older, I had a collection of injuries that I'd rehab. So I learned every time you rehab an injury, you learn a lot about whatever that thing is. And of course, being older, I had to maintain fast twitch. I had to maintain coordination. These are things that tend to suffer a little bit as you, as you age. And so I learned a bit about practice and I learned that bands offered a lot of really good performance-based training possibilities, and particularly anchored bands, because you could train a lot of different dimensions. You could train plyometrically, you could train isometrically, you could train uh, isotonically. So you could basically, when you train plyometrically, for example, where you're forcing a demand for fast twitch uh, muscle fibers, right? So as you age, getting a bit more plyometric into your programming is a pretty good idea. If you're an athlete, having plyometric training in your programming is really necessary if you really want to be getting everything you should be getting out of resistance training. Yeah. So what led you to creating anchor point training and, and what was that process like? Ha, ah, so had a, I had my first introduced in the industry was I opened a spa in my hometown in Quebec and I, in the spa, I had a small gym and I built a, a wall, a grid sort of affair, bought a bunch of bands, covered bands, safe bands. I started to train people in the ways that I trained myself. A couple of years in, the folk, I started to produce a few videos. I got good response from them, from the people who were making the bands had an insight onto an anchor system in 2009, built a prototype. A uh, few people got really excited about it. I built a bunch of them, installed them in different environments in Quebec universities. National Ballet of Canada has one in their studio. So uh, a lot of mixed martial arts is very much in the performance end of things with that tool. And I realized I had a bit of a talent for it. I went to my first trade show with my anchor system. And so all my band ideas, I had custom bands made for my anchor system being sold by my supplier, my first sort of introduction to that. And so that was like, I realized I had a talent for that and I really enjoyed it. Then about a couple of years into that, I had an opportunity to move to Southern California. So I sold the spa and moved to Southern California basically to become a, an equipment designer full-time in 2012. And so that was basically, that was the journey. Very cool. So equipment yeah. designer, what, that's an interesting title. Yeah. What, is, what does that entail? I, I designed an anchor system and then yeah. I started to design the tools that you could use with the anchor system. I designed resistance bands. The bands, one of the reasons I got into making tools because frankly, what I saw there was so much of it was just really junky. It was like being made by companies that were more interested in making money than making really smart functional training equipment. And rubber bands always annoyed the heck out of me. You know, they're dangerous and they smell nasty and forget it. And, and I love training with bands. Yeah. Better was what I was after. I, and then I had some insights. I'm generally a creative person. I designed a model that had a handle. On the band itself, a double wide handle, which I started to design bands and suspension training equipment with the idea of 
optimizing how you connect with the resistance, right? So the handles I designed are very versatile, right? And rather than just a little single handle, for example, our handles are double wide, you can use them with the resistance asymmetric on the handle. So it's like a small rip tool. Uh, you can use them two-handed or uh, all kinds of different grip possibilities. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I got into designing with the webbing bands about five years ago. And the webbing bands are our next level because now you can put the band directly on your body. It's very comfortable. So designed a lot around that sort of thing. And then got into loop programs. We have a one piece, which is a 16-foot loop. It's four inches wide. It's a brilliant athletic training tool that also... Again, because performance is on a spectrum, it's also a great tool for treating the senior mark hmm. for fall prevention and things like that. That's it. So I make stuff. I've recently designed a tool that is, hasn't been disclosed yet because it's being patented not only in America, but in Europe. If you want to get a European patent, you cannot disclose anything until you do that. I'm very excited about it. It's a wearable piece. And probably be able to disclose it to the world sometime this fall. But I'm working with a very interesting group of folks on that. They are, yeah, very interesting, right? As they're designers, oh, wait a yeah. minute, these guys have top talent in the, in all professional sports, basically already, we're, they're already working with these people. So as an equipment guy, it's like, oh, okay, that's a pretty tall soapbox to get up on it. Yeah. World about your stuff. Yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you found it hard to make a presence in the fitness industry? There's so many fitness products out there. How have you felt like you've been able to get in front of fitness professionals and make a name for yourself? What's that process been like? For starters, there are a lot of people who are a lot better at marketing than I have been a lot braver with how they spend their advertising dollars. Over the years I've been doing this, I've seen a real steady churn of people come to market with Similar looking designs where they kick up a lot of dust, but they're clearly not fully developed in their thinking and their education programs aren't really that well thought out. And they pretty much burn out after a year or two. And there's a steady churn in that regard. Because there's always a churn of people trying to make their fortunes in the equipment business and a lot of new ideas coming, when you're out there with a new idea, you face a lot of skepticism at the early going, right? But having been at it long, uh, longer now, I, you start to be connected with other innovators and you start to be taken seriously. And like in the functional aging world, uh, people taking me really seriously. So not so much in the performance training world, but now that, again, you, you've made, you make your bones. And by the way, being at this for well over a decade now, at a certain point, people say, okay, this person actually really does understand the field and it continues to bring interesting innovations to uh, useful innovations to the market. So, what was your work history like that brought you up to anchor point training? I've heard you've had, you've worn a number of hats. So, I want to dig yeah. into that. What, what's your work history yeah. been like and how have those skills you've been able to repurpose for what you're doing now? So, I've always been self-employed, so I've never, so the idea of starting a new business in a field that I didn't understand didn't concern me too much. 
just because you've got to, you got to back, I've always felt you've got to back yourself. My first job in the world, I worked with a, an organization called QSO in Papua New Guinea. QSO is like a Canadian version of Peace Corps. So I did that for a little while. That was a great cross-cultural experience. When I finished that stint up after university, I started to work with my dad, who was in the textiles business. So a lot of the products that I work with now are made in a textiles mill. And I actually understand that process really well because I used to sell yarn to the guys that would make the fabrics. And I understand how the equipment works. I understand all the, the various things you can and can't do, the properties of the, the thing. And so as I got into the webbing beds, it was like, oh, yeah, perfect. I'm totally at a milieu where I can design with those pieces. And I learned a little bit about buying and selling and trading. And I spent a lot of years in the retail business. Well, that was when I was raising my family. And then when my kids were grown up, the early 2000s, I opened the spa. And sort of that was the transition from being 20 years in the retail business, which was a good little business in a small town, a great way to raise a family and allow me to be home when the kids were coming home from school, that sort of thing. It was a lifestyle thing. Being out on, in the big old world now, in the fitness world, is uh, after spending close to a quarter century basically in a little town operating retail stores, it's a bit of a change. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do your work weeks look like? Do you work full-time or what's it like? I have worked full-time for the last decade, seven days a week. I'm always thinking about what I'm doing. But this is my workspace. I live here. I don't punch a clock. I don't commute. Uh, I have, over the last 10 years, spent a lot of time on the road. Um, a lot of time. was uh, deeply involved with the Fit Body Boot Camp before COVID. I would go on tours a couple times a year and basically travel around doing workshops at, at different boot camps. So I've been to over 35 states by now. And that's wow. been, that's wonderful. I really, I love to. And then of course I go to trade shows and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. You have an anchor point training certification. Are you teaching that certification? Yeah. What is that? Yes. So it's a course I developed with the help of the Functional Aging Institute. It's now offered through ISSA as part of the FAI programming. There's a basically, about, I think it's five hours of content, just demonstrating concepts of those three connections. It's really all that it is. Once you have that, that idea of the three connections, and then I demonstrate different, oh, this is what I mean when I talk about anchor connections. And then this is what I mean when I talk about how you're connecting with your resistance. This is what I mean when I talk about connection to the ground. A few catchphrases. And then once you absorb that, it just gives you a different way to look at tools. I feel like we will now develop more programming, particularly with ISSA. That I'm sure they're going to want anchor point training program, not just for functional aging. I think they'll probably want some for general practice and also for for performance. So anyway, we'll see. It's a, it's a process as always. Yes. Yeah. So this podcast is designed to help inspire people getting into the fitness industry. What kind of trainers do you find that Anchor Point training is attracting? Who would be a good person to take part of that certification? Anybody that wants to 
grain. It wants to basically get the most out of any anchor training tool. So it, whether you're doing performance training or whether you're training functional aging or whether you're doing a, a rehab training, this is a, an overview that will serve you. It's not, if you're really a fitness geek and you want to do bodybuilding and body comp training, you're probably going to be interested to know this just to figure out different ways to light up your muscles to do different things. But it's, it really is more for somebody who wants to understand how to create different forces with different tools, how to manage those things, how to progress and regress simply through the lens of the connections. Obviously, there are other things that marry into that, but uh, as I said, the connections approach is, it's a, I wish that it really is, I, I will say, it is the type of fundamental way to look at resistance training that should be part of every trainer's formation. The, why you would train somebody to, oh, the safe way to pick a bar up, which is fundamental in any fitness program, the safe way to do a deadlift, the safe way to do a squat all of those types of things, this is far more fundamental in terms of its application to, to, to resistance training, because it, we're not talking about a specific exercise. We're just talking about how to create specific forces. Hmm. Yeah. And then you have products that you sell to trainers, to gyms. Like if somebody's yep. interested in trying those products, what do you offer? We've got probably the, no, I don't probably. We have the most extensive collection of fabric webbing bands available on any website in the world. There's nobody makes as many lengths, strengths, and widths of products as we do in that material. So we've got everything from 14-inch hip loops that are one and a half inch wide to 16-foot long prowler loops that are four inches wide, bands that max out at 15 pounds at end range and bands that max out at 85 pounds at end range. And we have handles. We have a, our version of a suspension strap as well. So yeah, it's a pretty large product line of bands. Depends on what you're doing and, and where you are in your practice. If you're just getting started, a little three pack of 41 inch loops is a great way to start. You can self anchor with them. You don't even need a door anchor or a pole or anything. You can use them with that that you can graduate to other programs if you want a door anchor system we've got an entire program for that as well very cool if people wanted to get an idea of what this looks like what kind of things you can do with this what would be a great way for them to get an introduction to uh, anchor point training instagram if they're on instagram at anchor point training just one word on uh, facebook anchor point training three words Website, anchorpointtraining.com. I've been dropping content on the Facebook page since the very beginning. I mean, you can go right back to the 2009 and see old videos there. It's pretty interesting. It's quite a little journey uh, there. And so friendly. And the, the Instagram, of course, now with the influencers and that, some other people doing really interesting things with the tools as well on the Instagram page. Yeah. And then you can find the link to the education course and all of that on the website. Okay. Plus some interesting blog posts 
interviews with people like David Weck, John Sinclair, different inventors, particularly guys that sort of inventors have interesting takes on where the, where best practice is going. You also have neuro cross training on your website. What is that? Uh, I've always believed that variety is really drives adaptation. So my practices have always advocated a lot of variety in your practice, as opposed to swinging something like kettlebell hundreds and hundreds of times and doing the, the proverbial grease the groove. No, I really think there's more value in training time to understanding and getting good at training variety. And I, being in the functional aging world, I started to look at what does the science say about resistance training and improving the central nervous system, right? Cody Seip, functional aging, I call you the term, or I heard him use the term cognitive load. And I like that term. It's a good, it's a good term, right? So I delved into it and I came up with, because I'm a, an educator guy now, and I, I, I said, okay, if I was going to describe how to do resistance training to optimize cognitive load, what would I talk about? And I have come up with three principles for resistance training that I feel are, we will be testing with EEG testing that I feel are the right direction. It's a theory at this point. So the theory is, the first principle of the theory is you train a lot of movement patterns. You train bilateral patterns, unilateral patterns. You train contralaterally. You train ipsilaterally. You, you train bilateral. So a lot of patterns. Your whole practice pushing and pulling and curling and triceps and rotation, all of that is based on creating patterns of work, right? So it's not just a simple, I sit down, I, I, I worked a muscle, I'm done. It's a pat, always doing different patterns. Forget three sets of any one thing, one set of something, another same movement, pattern, push, pull, whatever, but a different pattern next set. The second principle is always train on your feet. First of all, that's where the biggest vocabulary of pattern work is going to, you're going to find, but more importantly, it's the most complex cognitive load to coordinate the kinetic chain that starts at the feet and goes to the upper body to resistance. 70% of your proprioception is on the soles of your feet. That is cognitive load when you are sensing the soles of your feet, when you're sensing full body movement. So largest cognitive load is core. We're working with resistance, full body, and in coordinative fashion, a lot of patterns standing on your feet. The third principle is to tick all the metabolic boxes, right? Certain types of workloads create certain types of beneficial adaptations for your central nervous system. Interval training, high intensity interval training, a certain amount of that going to be useful. A certain amount of heavy resistance, particularly large muscle, very useful for driving up uh, a BDNF, neurotropic growth factors, right? That type of work helps for those for specific things. But most of your work is going to be in the moderate range, moderate exertion. But you've got to tick off the metabolic boxes. And there's a fourth principle, which is basically train with sensory intentions. So appreciate that there's other ways to stimulate your senses when you're moving resistance that are going to have an impact, whether it's the music you're listening to, whether it's the sense, whether it's what you're seeing, 
whether you've got some sort of dual tasking going on, whether whatever that is, there are other ways besides moving the resistance in the patterns and standing on your feet at the appropriate metabolic work rates that are going to also enhance the central nervous system benefits you get from working with resistance. So there's the principles there. And that's been really on the forefront a lot with training for those older. Yeah, I any, but yeah, everybody needs it. But that cognitive training is just such an important aspect of it. Is there anything else you want to mention about why anchor point training and training with this type of elastic resistance is especially important for the older adult population? Training in general, having a consistent practice is important. Do what you love. But even if you like to swing a kettlebell repeatedly, boy, oh boy, that's a thousand times better than doing nothing. I will say that I love this practice and continue to try and educate people about it because it is convenient and versatile and enjoyable. And particularly with these fabric webbing bands. Now you can, whether you're self-anchoring or taking a big band and anchoring it in the park, one of the things you can do with the fabric webbing that you couldn't ever do with an elastic band is it has an end range. So it can be used like a strap, which means you can create an overcoming isometrica. In other words, a full force isometrica. You put all your resistance into that band in a certain range of motion. And then you can just change your distance from the anchor and with that same tool right away, create a plyometric move in exactly the same range of motion. This is contrast training and it is a very efficient way to basically stimulate a, a maximum motor unit activation, which is what the isometric overcoming isometric does. And then taking that activation right away and then taking all those motor units and now asking them to move quickly, right? Mm-hmm. The first few reps, particularly after you've created that overcoming isometric are explosive. It's a, in the weightlifting world, they call that post-activation potentiation, I believe. I do a specific ice overcoming isometric hold before sprints to activate hamstrings and glutes. I do it. And then the first three steps of the sprint, I feel like I've been shot out of a cam. It's really quite wonderful. <laughs> so it's a, it happens to be another cool way to get benefits out of webbing bands particularly. So it's a knowledge-based practice. It's simply a case of learning how to use the tool. That's really what it is, right? Yeah, very cool. Yeah, Chris, you've definitely done your research, the science behind it, and that's awesome. Is there anything else, other science that you we haven't mentioned that we kind of dug into that you wanted to nerd out on while we're uh, talking uh, about uh, this? I think the, the the message I have for everybody is find something and find a way to to, to make it consistent in your life. Your your fitness practice, your movement practice, the amount of resistance that you work with every day is basically like your diet, right? You certainly need to look at it that way. And if you can find a way to have a steady amount of that type of work in your life consistently, it doesn't have to be a lot, honestly. Like I'm I'm 68, I'm very fit. I could go out and play a half a game of rugby with the guys tomorrow if I had to. And I train like in 20, 30 minutes a day, but it's a consistent practice. And by the way, I don't have any trouble carving out 20, 30 minutes every morning, go to the beach, throw my gear up on the lifeguard tower, 
do basically 20 exercises, come home and have breakfast. It's brilliant. You know, backyard, whatever you got, just like any of this gear. Once you know how to do it, you can have a brilliant workout and, and not have to blow your old day up or your old morning. Get it. Excellent. So if somebody bought the product, they would have plenty of ideas and resources to go to for how to use those bands. Oh, gee, there's loads. Uh, we have an okay. app as well, Fitbanks, F-I-T-B-A-N-X. The neuro cross-training program is there. So people, there's a, a couple of hundred exercises programmed into workouts with the door anchor system, but a lot of the other bands could be adapted to that exact same programming. Okay. Free as well. So you still have a course with FAI ISSA. Yes, exactly. I could do another course. FAI really backed me in the beginning. I'm so I'm I'm wanting to uh, basically add other things to the ISSA program that aren't necessarily functional aging, but are anchor point training for these other things. In other words, to build out the the breadth of the the anchor point programming, which for right now is very sort of active aging centric in all its presentation Hmm. because it's FAI. Right. Yeah. So is the yeah. course on FAI different than the certification? Well, right. they're all the same. It's the same. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's okay. two courses. One is a, a little module for senior training where it's expand some expanded ideas for on the course itself, which was done right at the beginning, like 2015, I think. Okay. So it's due for an update. <laughs> I would love to do that course now, but with bands, suspension straps, flywheels, landmines, sleds, and demonstrate all the concepts, but with all these different anchor tools. So I feel like it would hit better. People would come away and go, oh, I see. I get it. What is that course called? Anchor point training. Oh, it's called anchor point training. Okay. You just have more tools in that. Okay. Yeah. All right. How did you get hooked up with FAI? How did that happen? I was living I was renting a room from a guy in downtown Long Beach. I was at absolutely the end of my rope as a developer. I'd spent all my money. I had a cupboard full of, of samples. And I was doing a little bit of training on the beach every morning. And then I would come back after training some people and just look again on social media, see who's doing what, connecting with people, getting ideas. And Functional Aging Institute published a a video, they were launching the FAI. They were connected to Bedros and the Fitbody Bootcamp people. And I had Bedros, one of the people, Fitbody business guy that I followed. So it popped onto my feed. They went, oh my God, this is, I, we think exactly the same when it comes to training. So I sent them a video of me training on the beach here with a senior clients. And they got back to me right away and went, oh my God, this is amazing. You're really doing some amazing things. And I said, thank you. It's good. Nice to be seen. And they said, where do you get those tools and what are you doing? And I said, well, uh, I make these myself and I'm trying to you know, make them for the world. And they said, okay, and tell us more about how you teach people how to use these tools. And I said, I have this idea that I developed actually this summit here was first place I presented it. I was asked to present and I thought, I need a structure, something to give them that, that sort of holds together. And after thinking about it, I realized I always cued 
the same three connections. And I went, oh, it's all about the connections. That's what it is. And so then it was like, and I knew I was right because I realized that not only did it apply to the tools I designed, but it also applied to any other anchor tool. I was like, okay, yeah, it holds water. This is the way to do it. So I explained it to Cody and Dad, and they're the guys with the PhDs. I'm just some rugby player that spent 25 years in retail. Mm-hmm. They said, well, we could actually make a course out of this and get it accredited. And I said, I'm in. <laughs> they said, okay. Uh-huh. And, said, and then they introduced me to Fit Body Bootcamp, and those guys bought a lot of gear. In the early days, those guys bought a lot of gear. Wow. And that basically took me from living, renting a room from a guy with cupboard full of samples to a guy that shares an apartment with somebody with a garage full of inventory. (laughs) Wow. That's awesome. Dan and Cody, they've just been... They mentor. They mentor and they just see people that are doing... See it forward. You see somebody struggling, you see somebody, good idea, whatever you can do to just push them down the road a little bit, it'll come back to you. It does everything. Yeah. Everybody else uh, that they see. Yeah. And and I get the same sense when I go to their summit, when I go to the Functional Aging Summit, everybody's there to help each other out. It's just collaborative. It's just does, it has just a totally different feel to it. It's, it's really great. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people have been going, I've I've been there every year for nine years. These guys launched. APT really. Awesome. Know how I, I expect I would have launched eventually, but these guys were, that was the moment, the transition moment from being a struggling developer to being, okay, I've got enough cash flow in the industry now. Nobody's knocking me out, knocking me out of the batter's box here. We're good. Go move it. Very cool. I, I hope you have continued success and get to expand your courses with ISSA. Yeah in the future. Do you have any future plans for Anchor Point training? I'm going to be introducing this new product into the world. And, and uh, that's a product that really is going to get us, I think, a fair amount of attention. I'm going to be standing next to some really tall people soon. <laughs> Very <laughs> like, cool. In terms of their stature in the world, these basketball guys. Wow. This weekend, I'm going to be at the Perform Better Summit in Long Beach shaking hands with a bunch of folks and trying to turn them on to some ideas. I've got a, I've got a new tool in work that is a shock load tool. So you see a lot of people working with elastic resistance and oscillation, putting weights on bands and things like that. There's a specific type of resistance that is a shock load. So it goes bang like that. So you hit it. Imagine you're on a string when you're taking, when you, I don't know if you've ever water skied, right? The moment that the boat, line comes out of the water and it hits, right? That's a <laughs> yeah. shock load, right? There's a way to create that load okay. with a really simple arrangement, a handle uh, and a strap and a band that is quite different than an oscillating weight on a band. I feel like there's going to be some good use for that. Again, as part of the anchor point training sort of universe of anchored resistance. Very cool. So what if somebody's listening to this and they have an idea of a fitness product that they want to put out into the world and they're just not really sure where to get started? Do you have any advice for somebody that might be wanting yeah. to get something out. out there? Yeah, reach out. I've mentored a number of people along the way and I love doing it. And if you reach out, I'll tell you 
I can help situate you. I, I look at geek out on new products and inventors all the time. And I really do everything I can. The inventions and the designs I see that I feel are really worthy. I tell people about them because honestly, it's not easy uh, to have a good, that, honestly, the better, many of the better pieces never ultimately see the light of day. And there's a lot of garbage that, that does because it's well marketed. And that's just the nature of it. So yeah, I'm very mentory that way. And down the road, it's not a big deal to, to make a couple of phone calls and give people a few websites to go look at and stuff. It's pretty easy to do and it can be really helpful. So yeah, reach out. You have a website, Instagram uh -huh. account. You have the app that we talked about. Is there any other ways that people can get in touch with you or see what you're doing? Sure. Anchor Point Training on Facebook. Chris Severs Long Beach on Facebook. We're all, nobody has any illusions about privacy in this world today. Okay. This has been fun, Chris. I really enjoyed yeah, this. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you wanted to make sure we mention? You covered all, all the bases. Thank you. Great questions. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Chris, for joining me on this podcast. It really has been a pleasure uh, talking to you. Thank you for being interested in what I'm doing. If you're interested in becoming a fitness professional, the Functional Aging Institute is the go-to source for training mature clients by providing fitness professionals with the most current, up-to-date, and forward-thinking techniques and strategies. They offer certifications, videos, seminars, and on-site workshops. FAI is mentioned in almost every podcast episode to date. In the show description, there's a link to get 20% off the group exercise and functional aging specialist certification. Want to connect with guests on this podcast? Join the Second Act Fit Pros LinkedIn group. The group was created to connect aspiring health and fitness professionals to those currently working in the field. If you're interested in exploring a Second Act career in health and fitness, sign up for the Second Act Fit Pros newsletter. I provide information on online events I host on how to become a health and fitness professional and opportunities to connect with others embarking on their second act career in health and fitness. A link to sign up for the newsletter, the LinkedIn group, and the FAI discount can all be found in the show description. Perfect. That's it. Oh, I'll cut it from there. Bam! Oh. Done! <laughs>